Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 1055thekeen.com and the Show at Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter, at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Man show we got a cool guy he's he, we had him on show previously at pacific now he's back in college race go to tech yellow jack is down the street from us over on tech wood it's david sotomayor what's good david look, look good brother i love it they look good over there the beard <laughs> popping over there i see your brother you're flossing man i see you no this is uh this this is what you call old age <laughs> hey you do it you do it big you do it big still my good brother thank you thank you Man, and, Dave, I ask you, man. Uh, I gotta ask you, man. What made you want to jump back into this ranks, man? The college ranks, man. Using NBA with NBA Doka, he was up there with with Joe Mazzulla, man, the Celtics, man, and uh, and kind of what made you want to get back into this, man? Uh, I think you know the opportunity, you know, here at Tech. I think uh, it's a great institution. Um, you know, secondly, I think Atlanta's a great city. A lot of players here, mm-hmm. and lastly, the ACC. So the combination of all three, all three of those, uh, made the made the decision easy. I hear that, man. I say you, you're a heck of a coach, man, and you're a heck of a teacher, man. So I thought these young men can learn from you because you played the NBA. You know what it's about. Help yeah. these young men see what it takes to become a pro. And I think that any man, young man, come play for you has a basketball royalty to talk to them about how to become a player in a a band and be a better human after basketball. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh you know, it's more than basketball with me. Um, you know, I try to I try to give life lessons, I try to help them um, you know, see a bigger picture in life, you know. It's all it's almost like every guy that comes every guy that comes through, you know, when they're done, I always ask them, you know, like what's next, you know what I mean? So 
you know, you got to have a plan. Um, you you got to be able to you got to be able to see your plan through. You got to be able to pivot when you need to. But the, the biggest thing is like use basketball as a tool. I think we get blinded sometimes, and when you really think about it, it's only the five percent are able to to make it to the NBA. I mean, there's only 450 jobs, but you got over two, three hundred guys, you know, declaring for the draft. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. We, you know, sometimes uh, I think one thing about it is, you know, with, with the mentorship part, you know, you don't you don't kill anyone's dreams, but you try to make it make sense, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just with life. And being here at Tech, I think the biggest thing and the beauty of it is, is that um, there's a there's a lot of successful people in this city. There's a lot of, you know, uh, both perspective both perspectives, African-American and Caucasian that are tech grads that can really help these young men. And these are the doors I'm trying to open to them because when I played, honestly, when I was coming out of college, um, you know, no social media, none of the different things that was going on. So the platforms wasn't as big. And these guys, you know, they have a, they have a, a totally different uh, platform to be able to put themselves out there and be able to make it in more than just playing basketball. Yeah. And Damon, I remember I was at Tennessee State, 0405. That's when Facebook came out. It was yeah. only for college people. So, so, so yeah. even yeah. right at the beginning, in the end of my career at Tennessee State, yeah. I, it, was, it started to pop off. And I know for me, it was like, man, like, wow, it's what it can be. But now it's crazier than what it is with that. Back in 0405, now it's crazy as now. Yes. It's beyond crazy. Yes. No, it's, you know, it's, um, you know, it's managing those things as well. Um, it's, uh, you know, helping them navigate through the good and the bad of, of what's out there. Um, but basketball is a vehicle and a tool. Let's not forget that. And, and it allows, and it allows guys to, to get an education. It, it allows, it allows guys to, to meet different people and put yourself on a, on a different level, so to speak, you know, so, um, it's a great opportunity, uh, for me and my staff to help guide, help teach, help nurture um, as we go along here at Tech. And damn, you said something very important. Cause I know for me, if it wasn't for athletics, I, yeah. I would not be on the Zoom call with you today. No <laughs> so, so athletics yeah. opened the door for me because I knew okay. had I stayed in my on the side where I was on the side of Atlanta, I I had a life of bad if I didn't get out of where I was in my predicament. Right. But sports, going to go to Tennessee, they give me a degree. Now I'm going to be in the radio 14 years now. So I feel like you said sports, my vehicle to get out of my situation. So I'm on the, on the phone today doing this interview 14 years later doing this boss man show thing. So like you For said, sure. it's so important. For sure. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of times, you know, things are done in reverse. I mean, we, we're, we're giving, we're giving sports as a, as a tool to go to school. That's the incentive, right? Well, if you, if, if you can play sports if you get good grades or whatever that might look like. But what happens is, um, to your point, boss, man, is as you get older, you realize, right, like the whole time uh, you actually, you know, I, I feel like, and, and it's debatable, I don't, I don't think that you actually needed a degree to be successful. But this is what I would say. Um, I think that in my drive to – be an NBA player when I was a young kid growing up in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I think I learned more from the streets and people in them. Um, but as I got older, you got to educate yourself to be su- 
for everything to be sustainable. Yes. And so, and so <clears throat> school became valuable to me. I didn't know that when I was younger, but I knew that when I got older. And when you're able to take what you learned from the streets and just seeing uh and then educating yourself, uh, you know, you 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 had the best of both worlds. Amen. Yeah, my brother. Amen today. And I was asked or asked about this Damon, like Sunday, my I, you probably know it's my dad's a, it's a coach too. So my dad Sunday, all these guys texting him, calling him because he played for him. And so for me, seeing that my father had an impact on young men. So what, what was like your why to get into coaching? And when did you know you wanted to become a coach? I know my dad always told me he wanted to help out young men in, in Atlanta. So what was kind of when did you decide you want to get into coaching, help young men? I never knew I wanted to get into coaching. Uh, I always talked to a lot of guys just in general. That's just kind of who I was. Um, and when I when I left the game, uh, I still talked to a lot of guys. I was living in Houston, Texas at the time. You know, I was still working out. I was more so working out to stay in shape. You know, somebody might pick you up. You know, you give yourself a window, you know, about 8 to 12 months. And then after that, it's like, man, it's over. And so uh, what happened is I was going up to Rice University and, you know, I was – you know, kind of just working out, hanging out. And then from there, uh, you know, I ended up meeting the meeting the, the head men's basketball coach at that time, being Bron. And essentially, man, I just started volunteering. I mean, I didn't I didn't need the money or nothing. So it was just I was I was just going. It, it was it was therapeutic to be honest with you. So as I as he let me feel my way through that, that kind of how my coaching odyssey started. So, you know, again, I started there at Rice in college. Um, and then I went to the Memphis Grizzlies and, you know, things just kind of took off. No doubt. And for you, Damon, man, like, since since you just really didn't have it as part of your plans, you was kind of preparing them to be a head coach on the fly. First of all, you kind of just taking stuff from guys who you worked for, kind of saying, hey, I've got opportunity. I'm going to put my spin on it this way. Right. You learned you – learned- you know, I learned basketball from so many different guys. I played for so many uh, great coaches and, and had a lot of great mentors, um, you know, so played for a Hall of Fame coach, Lute Olson. Um, you know, I played, you know, I I played in the Goodwill games and I got to know uh, Coach Ravlin, George Ravlin, and uh, he became a mentor of mine as well. And um, you know, I just I play for so many I play for so many people that have influenced my coaching career. And it's, you know, the game of basketball has changed, but I would say more so uh how they've changed it is the perspective and being able to change on the run. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of, you know, old school, new school talk. You hear a lot of, you know, old school guys, so to speak, you know, uh, you know, kind of talk down on the game. You know, so I shouldn't say talk down on the game, but talk down on, you know, some of the players. And, you know, we all tend to do it. I think people forget, like, <laughs> it's funny I'm laughing because I just think as you get older, right, you know, you you, you get a little honorary. Uh, you you kind of get stuck in your ways. Yes. And, and, and you just kind of talk about, you know, yourself a lot <laughs> so, and so and so I don't think I don't think that guys are guys do it maliciously but what I would say is, is that if you're not with these kids on the day-to-day the new generation then you just really don't understand and so for me I've been around this for 14 years now well ever since I retired so my last game was 14 years ago 
So I just kind of understand today's kid and today's dynamic, and it's just, it's different. And I tell coaches and I tell guys that don't know, I'm like, well, it's no different than when I was a kid. I can remember, I can remember playing for Ludosa. And I got into his car one day. He was giving me a ride. We were going to a talk show, actually. And he was playing rap music. And I was like, dang, coach, you like rap music. He was like, I don't necessarily like rap music, but I need to know what y'all talking about. I need to understand, you know, you guys. Because we all come from different backgrounds. It's unique. So it's no different than today, right? You have to, you have to, you have to, do that me i have to do it like you know i'm kind of like an old head so I, I i like old school music i like old school r&b yes. i like old school rap but it's okay i still listen to all the new school stuff too and you want to know why i listen to the new school i got a 23 and 20 year old and then i coach a bunch of kids so i need to know what they own like that's yes. important you gotta know like yes. you gotta be, you gotta be in tune you gotta be in tune to the streets you gotta know what's going on and Man, that's my job. That's part of my job. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know, you have to you have to adapt and you have to change. And I think like, you know, that's what I did, and that's why I've been able to have sustainability in this. Damon, explain something about the music. I tell my interns, I know where every song that you like now came from. Okay. I don't know where exactly. it got several from. Exactly. Exactly. The first look, the first time, the first time you hear. First time you hear something, right? You uh you start singing the, the original version. Yes. You know? And uh, you know, it's funny because I debate. I, I don't debate, it's no debate, right? So, you know, the kids always ask me, you know, Cole, who your favorite? Who your favorite? Who what who's your favorite rap, uh Atlanta, Atlanta rappers, right? And so I said the first thing that roll off the, the first thing that roll off my, my mouth is man, three stacks. <laughs> and they yes. like, three stacks. I'm like, Y'all gotta understand, when I was a kid and I was in college, that's when Outkast first came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, you asking me what my memories of of Atlanta rap is? I was like Southern Playlistic, period. That album. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, it's just you know, I have a different, I have a you know, I have a different view, but at the same time too, I listen to what they listen to, and I just try to you know, like I say, man, the whole. The whole uh, the the whole thing. I think music. I think that it's crazy. It it all goes together, right? It does. Mm -hmm. It all together because you have to know. That's my job. You know what I mean? That's my job to understand the kids, where they come from, uh, what influences them, what doesn't influence them, and what makes them tick. Because each individual is totally different. You're right about that, Damon. You're so right about that, man. And it's funny you said. I'm telling you a quick little fun fact. You know, they know that song, What's Up, What's Up, The Bankhead Bounce? Yes. I was, there, I was in that video at a, as an eight-year-old. Oh, wow. What was you doing in that video as an eight-year-old, man? Your dad, your dad didn't know, did he? My mom knew, but daddy did not know. My dad was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the park that day. They did a video shoot. I was in the park that day. I was in the video, bro. That's an eight-year-old. There you go. So that's a little poor man about me. I was an eight-year-old in the Bankhead Bounce video, man. <laughs> Crazy world, man. Crazy world, man. I, also, man, like for your workouts, man, how's it been seeing these guys on the court? How much are you putting in for us install versus just did working on their games right now? I got one class right now, not so busy right now. So how how are you working those four hours you got with them right now? 
right now we we we're moving slow. I'm teaching. Um, I don't have everybody on campus yet. Um, and I still have a couple of scholarships, but the biggest thing is I'm just teaching right now, just trying to get them to understand, you know, what we're going to do, what it's going to look like, the terminology, uh, conceptually, what we're going to do, you know, on both ends of the floor. Um, so, you know, it, 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 with any coaching change, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of new language. Um, there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of cleansing. Um, you know, and so I think we're all getting to know each other right now. And then probably, you know, the, you know, right after the 4th of July weekend, you know, we, we will, we'll pick it up a little more, you know, have most of the guys in and, and that's when, that's when the real thing, the, the real stuff is starting you know, but right now it's just more so, uh, you know, getting them used to me, uh, again, the conceptual, the, the, the concepts of how we'll play on both sides of the ball, the terminology, all that stuff, that's important. No doubt, man. No doubt, and I'm glad they on this time of year, man. That play, that play development piece is so so important to me, man, because it's where guys get better. You know what I'm saying? Because during November, come you can be trying game plan for teams, but this time, get better as a player. Get get strong. Get work on your weaknesses. So talk about player development plans and how important it is for you as a coach and your young men to buy into as well. Well, the way I do it is first of all, uh, it's never going to be enough to just work out. With Coach Dottemeyer and his staff, that's not that's not enough. Um, if you mm -hmm. want to where you need to be, um, you got to always be putting in extra work. And you know, so in 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 any workout, right? In any workout, I, I kind of break it down like this: that uh, you know, because we are we are to work on our weaknesses, but we also still got to keep mastering our strengths because our strengths are our bed and butter. There's some things that we need to do so well that 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 when people see it, they just know what it is. And so every, every, for me mentally, um, the difference probably for these guys in terms of the past and where they've been and who they play for is I watch a lot of film because I think you got to see, you got to see your strengths. You have to see your weaknesses. You got to critique yourself. Cause if you critique if you can critique yourself the right way, then there's nothing anyone can tell you. So, um, you have, you have, I, I got a theory. I've always had this. Um, you know, three things simply. Uh, when I look at the team as a player, how do I get on the court? Okay, um, and 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 how you get on the court not be might not be, you know, what your strengths are. But the bottom line is get on the court. Just get mm -hmm. on the court, right? Um, you know, the second the second thing is you got to know uh, you got to know the strength and the weaknesses of your teammates. So. They play to your strengths more than your weaknesses. So, but you got to know who you got to know who they are as players as well. And then, lastly, you know the strength of who you are as a player. How do you get that into the system? And a lot of times, when guys struggle, and I think like I I, I bleed that those thoughts into the summer workouts because most of the time, you you start at the bottom. You're trying to figure out how do I get my game into the system. Then you then you you really don't even care about the strengths and the weaknesses of of your teammates. And then the first thing I said, which is the most important thing, my game is gonna get me into the on the court. That's how I'm gonna get on the court, and that's totally wrong. You know, that's totally false. So I think, you know, players need to get with their trainers. And I think that when you're honest and you guys go through it, you you get a plan, then you know, 
you're able to get better. But when you don't do that, when you come back with Coach Stoudemire, now it looks totally different, you know, because you got to master your weaknesses and practice to graduate and put them in the, into the game. But you also have to still master your strengths <laughs> because that's what's going to get you on the floor. And that was number one. And so yes. people sometimes forget about number one. <laughs> so And and also it's still in your role, whatever role you are, whether you're a screener, you're a pick and pop guy, you're a corner shooter, yeah. you're a defender. Excelling your role. I know some of my days with Damon was I always tell his guys up front, this is this is what your role is. And you, you know the, or, or you don't. This, this the, is what you're gonna be on this team with me this year. And and the crazy thing about it is I try to stay away from that because number one, how do you get on the floor is really saying the same thing. And it's like that's when you gotta be honest with yourself. And so I never try to put rules on guys. I let their games allow me to say what you do and can't do. Gotcha. And that's how I've that's how I've tried to do it as a coach. No doubt, man. Talk about your staff, man. You got a good staff. I saw you hired Hirsch, Carl Hobbs, and some other guys. Talk about how 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 the quality staff is so important to have guys who are loyal to you who you can trust in the game. Also hey, push your vision to the guys as well when you're doing other things like interviews and recruiting and selling the program. Well having having a good staff is is really important, obviously. Uh you know, they help you in a variety of ways. Um, you know, being a being a head coach is like being a CEO. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of delegation. I don't like to micromanage, so I like guys that know how to work. You know, sim- it's simply stay to do your job. Um, you know, Carl Haas, Persian Williams, Terry Parker, all good dudes. Um, they know what they're doing. Um, they're relationship guys. Um, they do a great job of pouring in the kids. They do a great job on the recruiting trail. Um, you know, so uh, it, it, it takes a village. This isn't easy. Um, you know, it's an everyday thing. It's a grind. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's you got to have perspective with it. <laughs> you know, um, at the same time, you know, you can't get too high and get too low. And I think I got, you know, in those three guys, I, I think I got triple threats. But my support staff is really good as well. And, and, and you know, there's they're just as important. They're just behind the scenes, you know, but they're just as important. You know, they do a lot of the crafting and framing paperwork things that they don't, you know, that people don't see and don't get a lot of credit for. They really go a long ways. And, you know, what will be the success of the Georgia Tech program, basketball program? That's what Damon I saw last night when Marcus Smart got Troy to the Grizzlies, man. Talk about coaching Smart and what he brought to the table, man. A grinder every day. I think he's going to Memphis, gritty and grind in Memphis. He'll fit good there. But talk yeah. about him as a player, man, and coaching them up there in Boston, man. You know, I love Smart. Um, you know, we clicked from day one. The, you know, the thing about it is what people don't understand, you know, uh, especially with, you know, guys that, you know, have a lot of history with an organization. I think this was Marcus's ninth year in Boston. And, uh, you know, Marcus is a, you know, he was a part of that team. He's part of that community. Um, and and I know it's, you know, it, it's probably rough for him this morning, you know, trying to, you know, you're trying to get perspective on getting traded, man. But, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, I woke up, I woke up this morning at six in the morning, so it sounded like that thing was done about one, two in the morning. So I mean, it, it, it just, was. I was up on Twitter when it happened. Yeah, it just, it just seems, it seems, it, it, it seemed like it happened in the middle of the night. But, but the one thing, you know, it's crazy because, you know, in terms of, in terms of who Marcus is, you know, 
I feel like, you know, he was sent to Memphis to help John Morant. You know, and it ain't and and it's not anything more than to you know give him perspective and you know what he's gonna bring to that to that team. I'm excited for. You know, he just has to get through the initial shock of getting moved. It's one thing to hear your name in trade talks. It's one thing to get moved. It's a different yeah. beast now. When you wake up. And you talk about it, and then the realities of another organization, another president calling you, welcoming you, it's different now. <laughs> so you have to, you know, you've been in one place, you've been driving the same way for years, you've been doing the same things, you got the same, you like your routine changes now. So when he gets over that, I think Memphis got a hell of a player, and I love Marcus Smart. No doubt what Damon. I love you, man. I think you guys on the show, man. Glad you're here in Atlanta. I'm gonna try to get with Mike and see when you when you work out, so I come and see you. I'll be at late yeah. point too. Then I go okay. to summer league, but I'll be around and support you, brothers. I'm here right. for you, man. Glad you're in town, man. I'm definitely push this program for you and help you out, brother. All right, thank you. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. Anytime, but thanks so much, Damon. All right. What's up, good people? But online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show. Twitter at Boss Man Show and Facebook Boss Man Show. It's the Boss Man on your radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.